Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Get your news in less than three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera news updates. Just ask your home device to play the news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Mumilak, where are you and, and what do your immediate surroundings look like? Because of the situation in Nunavut and with the pandemic happening, we see a lot of times in the territory lack of health services, lack of mental health services, high cost of living. There are so many things where once COVID-19 was to hit the territory, it had the potential to spread like wildfire. So I was very nervous about that and had decided to stay south. My priority is ensuring that my constituents are safe and that we're, we're able to all hopefully get out of this together. Uh, we had a false positive, thankfully false, in the territory, which was quite the scare. So I've been working from outside of the territory this thus far uh, in order to be able to uh, do the best for my constituents. I heard about that that false positive, that one case, and just knowing in a small remote community how, how that could be so disastrous and what a relief that it was false. But you haven't told me, where are you and what are you looking at right now? Like, what what, what room are you in? What city are you in? What, what do you see in front of you right now while we speak? I'm looking at trees and buildings and sunshine. And yeah, I've just been here in, in self-isolation. I get the feeling you don't want to be more specific than that. Like, are you in Ottawa? The important aspect is that I'm not in the territory. Okay. What is the most uh, unusual or abnormal thing because of this pandemic, uh, the most abnormal thing that you've done today? Virtual parliament, virtual committee has been such an adjustment for all of us. Not uh, being able to interact with my constituents, be able to see them face to face, be able to see frankly, people that look like me. There are quite a few in in Ottawa, but with all the self-isolation and social distancing uh, over the last few weeks, it's definitely been a big adjustment in terms of that. I I grew up in a setting where I was very much around people all the time. Mm -hmm. So going from that to graduating and going through periods of learning how to be by myself, and then going into a pandemic where it's just me uh, is something that was definitely very daunting in some ways, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting what you say about just not being around people who look like you and that being, I guess, just a fact of 
your unique position in parliament, but then being able to go home and be amongst the people who you represent and remembering that you're not alone, I guess, is pretty abnormal. Yes, definitely. The The balance that I had uh, prior to the pandemic was being in the in my writing as often as I could and coming to parliament uh, is, is own experience in itself. I'm one of 10 Indigenous members of parliament and the only Inuk. Mm-hmm. When I go back to my writing, that's where I get my recharge. Yeah. That's where life makes sense to me. So that balance needs to be restored. Yeah. I'm wondering if you would be willing to share a selfish thought or or deed that uh, you've allowed yourself or that's crossed your mind during this whole this whole ordeal. Yeah, definitely. I would absolutely love to take a full week off and be in my hometown, be in Baker Lake. It's spring. It's the most beautiful time of the year in the territory. And I would love to be able to go and recharge with no electronics, no connection out on the land for like a full week. That would be amazing. (laughs) I would love that right now. Uh, If whether or not it's realistic is, is a different thing, but definitely craving time for myself, time to be with my family. Honestly, I I think one of the criticisms that gets to me most is when people think I don't care because that is the, I don't know if only is the right word, but that is the only um, reason that I do this job. It's not an easy job at all. And my life has been giving back because my parents have given me so much. My community has helped raise me. And the territory for too many years has been seeing the same challenges, barriers, and issues over and over again. And as a result, we lose lives of people. We are failing people in Nunavut at the federal level. I try my best uh, to be able to communicate effectively the challenges and, and why things aren't working and that's probably what I spend a lot of my time doing in Ottawa because people don't have that awareness or education on the realities of the North. Yeah. People make so much of your age, but the thing that really jumped out at me in in reading about your kind of entry into politics is just how quickly it happened. That just in a matter of weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you went from being a citizen to being a member of parliament. And I just think back on myself when I was, uh, at, at, at your stage of life and um, like selfish deeds was pretty much the only <laughs> selfish thoughts and just doing things that I liked was like, that was kind of all I had to do really. What a radical shift. 2019 was the craziest year ever by far. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I went from uh, working in the quality of life secretariat and suicide prevention. I had lost a friend to suicide and looked around and said, what am I doing? And are we actually doing anything here? I had decided to leave that position. It was really taking a toll on me. I've lost, and and too many people in the territory can relate, if not all, I would say. It's a lot. What is something that gave you pleasure today? I work really long hours most days. So I really enjoy and I've been really trying to just give myself enough time to get up and have a shower, have a coffee, have something to eat, settle in, 
and then, okay, make my to-do list for today and then launch into work. So having that, that more slow paced start to a day uh, was something I really enjoyed today. Last question, Mumalak. Um, what is something, and we're, we're maybe heading into the next phase of this, and I know that um, there's a plan for reopening amongst your constituents. What is something that you think might never be yeah. the same after this? Hmm. In, in, in particular to my writing? Perhaps, but I think you can talk about that anyway. I think a lot of people are just kind of thinking about what kind of world we're going to have uh, in, in ways small and big. I really hope we can talk about a new normal. When being in this pandemic, we have definitely seen the issues and, and the challenges have been amplified. There's a spotlight on it. Now, when we talk about getting back to normal, I think we need to shift our, our mindset and what that normal will look like after this. And we're seeing the glaring issues of the lack of protection or benefits for what we're now calling essential workers. Prior to the pandemic, we would look at things like restaurants and chefs and waiters and waitresses, uh, grocery clerks people that work at post offices, things like that weren't deemed to be, what's the right phrasing, like weren't seen as something that was a, a service that should be making sure that people are being paid livable wages, that they are getting benefits, health benefits, dental, being able to access funding assistance for medication, those kinds of items. And now they are the most vital people a part of making sure that we're still able to social distance self-isolate still be able to have access to food and services so i hope the new normal we come out of is that when we're seeing these individuals these physicians rather being treated the way that they should because we know now we've been we, we we're in the process of a pandemic we know that they're, they're essential workers, they're essential services. So I, I really hope across the country we see that although this is a very stressful time, it is also the opportunity to totally be able to shift how we talk and view things as normal, what we call normal. And I think what normal needs to be is that people, all Canadians, should be able to live in a safe home, a safe space, should be able to afford to feed themselves and their families and be able to have clean drinking water. These are things I've been talking about in my writing since being elected. And it's unfortunately something I'm probably going to have to talk about after the pandemic. That, that's why I asked writing or across the country, because I try and think back to H1N1, for example, I was in high school and I don't really remember it being a huge, huge thing. Now with COVID-19, and I'm, I'm right there at the federal level, I realize the uncertainties, the responsibilities at the federal level that we need to be advocating for our constituents. And we need to be 
advocating for those that are vulnerable, for those that are facing unnecessary challenges like having access to clean drinking water. These are all things that we can change if we really wanted to. And I really hope that people can look at that mindset and grab something from it to say, we don't need the normal to be what it was in 2019, that after this pandemic, we can create a new normal that's better for everyone. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.